Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. I want you to take your Bibles today, and inside your bulletin there are some sermon notes. We're in a series, if you're a guest, called The Promises of God. As you can see the screen uh, behind me, uh, last week, uh, we looked at some 3,000, so there's 3,000 promises in the Word of God. We noted in your notes that God is not only the greatest promise maker of all time, God is the greatest promise keeper of all time. And then we categorized uh, those 3,000 promises into three major categories. Some of God's uh, promises are transformational in other words, there are a lot, there's a lot in Scripture that God wants to transform your life into a new creation. Some of the promises are provisional. A lot of them have to do with things that God desires to provide for you. And then many of the promises are triumphal, which means that God has promised that He will help us overcome uh, many things in this world to overcome sin to overcome temptation, uh, to be victorious uh, over the things in this world. And so the question that remains uh, for us to discuss today is this question, is are you trusting? Do you have faith in God's promises? Now, how many of you here, you've got uh, junior high, high school students at home. You, you still got some uh, young kids that have How many of you, when you ask them a question, they tell you an answer? How many of you as a parent, you're just a little bit suspicious? (laughs) Just just, just, you look at them, you're listening to them, but you're just really trying to decipher if what they're telling you is the right thing. You know, I'm a preacher. Preacher, uh, People are suspicious of preachers. People are suspicious of lawyers. Anyone suspicious of lawyers? Uh, How about used car salesmen? You're you're a little suspicious when you go see those guys. And there's some good used car salesmen, but we're just suspicious when we talk to them. How many of you uh, trust, you trust politicians? Just trust them. Anybody here, you just, just when they talk, you just think, man, that guy's telling me the truth. Anybody? Look around. One person over here. You must be married to one. That's the only way you could possibly raise your hand. How many of you distrust? You distrust politicians. You just, yeah, they tell tell you something, you just don't believe them. Okay, they deserve that, I suppose. 
How many of you distrust your spouse? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Here's the key question. The question is this. Do you trust God? Do you truly trust God? Well, I got a lot to get through. Number one, write this down. The promises of God, number one. Whenever God tells you something, he's going to do something. They are tools, I believe, to fix what is broken in this universe. They're tools to fix what is broken in this universe. There's a book I've been reading by Rick Steadman called Praying the Promises of God. And I came across this point that promises of God are like tools. Now, some people just love tools. They're addicted to tools. Like duct tape. Some people just love duct tape. They think duct tape can fix any problem, you know? I mean, if your luggage is broken, you don't need to go buy new luggage. All you need is some duct tape, right? And if a hose is leaking, all you need is some duct tape. If your children talk too much, hey, (laughs) duct tape. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Some people, it's vice grips. They just, if they had a good pair of vice grips, they think they could fix anything with vice grips. Some people, it's a hammer. I know some people with a little uh, knife, they just carry a knife with them. They can fix anything. I can fix that and pull their knife out. For me, it's super glue. I don't know why, but I'm really getting into super glue lately. I just think if I have enough super glue, I can fix anything that's broken. But God's promises are tools by which he can fix anything that is broken in this universe. Now write this down. First of all, in your family. Anything in your life, anything in your family's life. All these promises are God's promises, are tools by which he's trying to fix things in your world. Your heart. I just want to ask you, is your heart broken today? Is your heart scarred today? Is it calloused? Is it fearful? Is it timid? Is it empty Is it divided? Is it bitter? Is it lonely? Is your heart fearful today? All of God's promises are created to fix your heart, your marriage. Now, how many of you married? Raise your hand real quick if you're married, real quick. And how many of you are single? Okay, listen to me. You know, most people get married, their eyes are about this big around. They're going to live happily ever after. And I just want you to know that it's common for married people to have some difficult days. And I know a lot of people that are single who think, man, when they get married, they're not going to have any problems. Listen, you are being foolish. (laughs) You know, you get married at first and everything's rosy-dosy. Then you start fighting over stuff. And and some some people give up. They get tired of fighting. And, uh... Many people get to the point where they think, well, you know, I, I need to just, I'm going to give up the fight. Just stop fighting. I'm just, whatever she wants, she can have it. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you my life story here. <laughs> uh, but uh, what happens is, is you give up, you stop fighting, and you, just, you get to the point where you just go, you know what, I, I, I accept this person for better or for worse. I, I, love, I love this person no matter what. And then you, then, you, then, you start, then you start living life right there, all right? Now, I think I can solve anybody's marriage problem if I just had enough super glue. Because <laughs> if I could glue the two of you together, that would solve a lot of problems. See, super glue is what you need, right? 
But it's not superglue. Superglue is not going to solve your marriage problems. You know who's going to solve your problem, your marriage problems, are the promises of God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you're having problems in your marriage, you've got to get your eyes in this book and start reading what God has to say about love and marriage. And uh, you will be amazed at what God can do with your marriage. Your finances, read God's word. Pain, if you're having pain that's overwhelming or unrelenting or incurable, God has promises for you. If you have a prodigal child, some of you right now have children who, who this very moment you're in church, but your child is not in church. You're in church, but your child is running away from God. You're in church, you're try, you've tried, I know you have, you've tried to talk to your child about what's right and wrong, but that child doesn't want to hear it right now. And today your heart is broken. You have a prodigal son. You have a prodigal daughter. You need to read God's word. And I'm telling you, God's word will bring that prodigal child home. I believe that. Anything in your life, anything in your marriage, anything in your church, God's promises can fix. Let me give you just a few examples. Here's one. Matthew 11, verse 28. The Bible says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? That's a promise of God. Do you believe that or do you not believe that? Have you put your faith and trust in that verse? Come to me, Jesus says. Some people are trying drugs. Some people are trying uh, alcohol. Some people are trying just to keep so busy they don't have time to think about this problem. Some people are seeking ungodly counsel. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary. Sit at his feet. If you're burdened, come to Christ. And he, will, he is the one that will give you rest. It's a promise of God. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding. You're not even able to fully understand the peace of Almighty God. He will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I love Isaiah 54, 10 that says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be what? Shaken. You see, God's promises are tools by which he can fix anything that is broken. Now, his tools are unique in that they don't necessarily fix tangible objects. His promises, write this down, are designed to shape your future oh this is an important point if i had a saw i could cut and shape a piece of wood if i had duct tape i could hold a if i was moving my moving box tour i could wrap wrap the duct tape around the the moving box a tangible object super glue Uh, can mend a broken vase, right? It's a tangible object. But God's promises are not necessarily to fix tangible objects. His promises are geared to shape your future. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he said, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a what? A future. God has a hope and a future for every single person in this room. Do you believe that? I don't care who you are. You know, one day God's going to call you home. 
He's got a thousand ways to do that. He's going to call every one of us home. When does he call us home? When it's time. But if he hasn't called you home and you're still here, there's a reason why he hasn't called you home yet. He has, he has a future for you. He's got things that he desires for you. He, he has a hope and a future. And if you truly believe that, you wouldn't worry so much about your current situation if you truly believe that God has a future for you. Think about tomorrow. Everything that is scheduled tomorrow, uh, you know, it's really not reality yet. They're, they are potential events that haven't happened yet. Tomorrow's a blank canvas. Tomorrow is formless. It is an unknown But a promise by God creates the future. It shapes the future. Theologian Lewis Smead said these words, write this down. When we make promises into tomorrow's oceans of uncertainty, what we're doing is creating islands of security. I will explain that to you. Whenever I read one of God's 3,000 promises, it gives me a sense of peace and calm as tomorrow approaches. I heard about a couple. They actually wrote a certificate that says, we will never divorce. And then they both signed the certificate. And then they taped it to the bedroom mirror. It was a promise by mom and dad, husband and wife, that they will never ever get a divorce. And I actually heard of a church that they did this, that every couple in the church did this just to help stem the tide of divorce in our culture. Now imagine if you take a certificate It's a promise, we will never divorce, and you sign your name, and she signs her name, and you tape that to the bedroom mirror. And every single day, you see that sign that says we will never divorce, and you've signed it. Don't you see that no matter what happens today, you're going to get through it because you have made promises that are going to help shape your future. It, It affects what you do today. And imagine... The children who live inside that house, where every day those children live in a world that is chaotic and full of turmoil, and they go to school and there's difficulties there, and they, they're, they're on the soccer team and they have problems there and then their friends, yet when they come home, they've seen that sign, they know that no matter what happens, that mom and dad are always going to be there for them. Don't you see how that promise for tomorrow helps shapes and gives the security for today? Now, uh, in a similar fashion, when God promises things like, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Or when he says, though the mountains be shaken, which means though you lose your job, though you lose your house, though, though you lose your material possessions, yet my unfailing love for you will never be shaken. You see, it helps me realize that I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And I can rest in him. Amen. Number two, now here's the good stuff. The promises of God are a test that reveal the extent and level of your 
faith. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is the critical point in this entire month of a sermon series on the promises of God for you to consider. Do you or do you not have faith in God's promises? Do you actually, literally, completely, totally believe that God's promises are indeed true? Do you believe that they are enduring? Do you believe that they are permanent? Do you believe that they are lasting? Do you believe that they are steadfast? And I want to suggest something to you today that the way you live your life actually reveals the true measure and the level of your faith in God and in God's promises. That when God speaks, do you trust that what he's saying is legit? And you put your total faith in what he's saying. You know, it's the illustration of the guy who walks, falls off a cliff, and about 25 yards down, he grabs hold of a branch, and he's hanging there for his life. And he hollers, help, anyone up, help. And he hears a voice that says, let go. What? Let go. Well, who is that? And the voice says, it's God. I said to let go. And the guy says, is there anyone else up there? (laughs) Because sometimes when we're in difficult situations, we have a hard time doing what God asked us to do. Here's the question. Can you let go of the things that God has asked you to let go of? A lot of you are holding on to things that God asked you to let go of. Now, there's two types of promises. Write this down as quickly as you can. There's two types of promises. Whenever you read one of those 3,000 promises, they fall in one or two different categories. There are conditional promises and unconditional promises. Unconditional promises mean that there are no strings attached. It means that God has said an unconditional promise is when God says something and it's a promise and there are no prerequisites, there are no strings attached. It's called an unconditional promise. It's just a promise of Almighty God. I'll give you a couple of illustrations. One is in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3, that says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now, when God says, I love you with an everlasting love, that means that His love is eternal It is not based on merit. It is not based on your performance. God is love, and he loves you, and you've all heard this line. There's nothing you could ever do to make God love you any more than what he already loves you, and there's nothing you could ever do to cause God to love you any less than what he loves you. God, God's love is eternal. That's an unconditional promise. Okay. Here's another example. You should be familiar with this unconditional promise. After God destroyed the entire world by a flood in Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8, God said these words in Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. He said, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, why did he destroy the earth the first time? Because the, 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 every inclination and the thoughts of men were evil all the time. And the world got so bad and so evil that God finally said, that's enough, and it destroyed the whole world by water. 
But when he came after the flood, he says, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And then he said these words, I have set my rainbow. It's not your rainbow. It's God's rainbow. God said, I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. We did not negotiate this deal. This was just God telling us something. He said, it will be a sign between, of the covenant between me and the earth. He says it a second time down in verse 15. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all of life. So, every time you have ever seen a rainbow in the sky, that rainbow was placed there by Almighty God as a reminder of the unconditional promise of God. No strings attached. I don't care how evil the world gets again. God will never, ever again destroy the entire planet by a flood, according to his word. He'll never do that again. It's an unconditional promise. Now, ladies and gentlemen, write this down. Most of the promises, though, in the word of God are conditional. And what that means is that most of God's promises have prerequisites. God says, I need you to do such and such, and if you'll do such and such, guess what? I will do such and such. And you just read the Bible. Many illustrations. Uh, Israelites had been in the wilderness for 40 years. They came up against, uh, into the promised land. They had to get through Jericho. Jericho had fortified walls. And God said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to every day march around the walls, do it once a day for six days, and on the seventh day, uh, on the seventh day, I want you to take seven laps. And someone said, now let me get this straight. We've been walking for 40 years, and in order for us to conquer this city, you want us to keep walking. He said, that's right. He said, and on the seventh day, you walk, you take seven laps, and on the seventh lap, you yell real loud. And if you'll do that, those walls will come tumbling down. See, God said, it's a conditional part. You do your part, I'll do my part. And if you know the Bible, I wrote a whole book on this, on this story. Every day they, walked, they marched around those walls once a day for six days. On the seventh day, they took the seventh lap. And on the seventh lap, they yelled real loud. And guess what God did? Those walls came tumbling down. John chapter 9, there's a story of a, a blind man. He wasn't just, uh, he, he'd been, the Bible says he'd been blind his entire life. He'd never seen a single thing in his entire life. And the Bible says that God spit in the dirt and made some mud or some, some spittle or some mud spittle, whatever you call that, and wiped it in the guy's eyes. And he said, I want you to, uh, I want you to go to the pool. There's one, now there's all kinds of pools, but I want you to go to the pool of Siloam. And if you'll dip in the, in the pool of Siloam, you'll be able to see. Now, God, Jesus, could have just snapped his fingers twice. Here's a, I'm going to snap my fingers twice. On the, second, on the second snap, you'll be able to see. You ready? And was, he could have done that. But Jesus said, no, I want, you to, I want you to do something. I want you to get up. You can't see. Get over to the pool of Siloam and you dip in there. And if you'll do that, you'll be healed. Now, had he gone over to that pool, it wouldn't have happened. He'd go over that pool, it wouldn't have happened. But he went to the pool of Siloam, and he dipped in the pool of Siloam, and when he came up, he could see. And everybody say, praise God.
If you were blessed by Pastor Dudley's message and would like to pray with someone, our phone lines are available now and ready for your call. Our number is easy to remember. Call us right now at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer needs you may have at this time. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.